Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the S&S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash is listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold Seth Jones. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three-time, three-time, three-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. With the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog. Got his own microphone, Tony. Larry, Mike. And JJ. All caps. Sexy. Stay thirsty, my friends. And the winner of the People's Choice Award is... Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. Guess who's back? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? The Trey Dog here, about to go one on one with Bellator Fighting Championship and TNA wrestler King Mo. An interesting interview. I asked him everything I could from the Facebook page and a whole lot more. So here we go with King Mo. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling News Live. I am the Trey Dog, and I am not alone. I am joined now by an American mixed martial artist and professional wrestler signed with Bellator Fighting Championships as not just an MMA fighter, but also signed with Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, TNA to all of us, as a professional wrestler. He's a former Strike Force Light Heavyweight Champion, former three-time U.S. Senior National Wrestling Champion, wrestled at the University of Central Oklahoma in my backyard for three years, 2000, 2001, 2002, winning one NCAA Division II National Championship in 02 and compiling an overall record, get this, 103-22. and 22. He was a Big 12 Conference Champion and Division I All-American in 2003 for Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, we won't hold that against him, and claimed three U.S. National Championships in 2005, 06, and 08. Lowell participated in real pro wrestling, becoming the champion in its only season in 2005. Lowell became a U.S. National Team member, earning seventh place at the World Championships in Budapest, and for over three years, he was the number one ranked wrestler in the United States in the 84-kilogram division. Now, out of all those stats we talked off air, the one that impresses me the most, being a former All-Stater, he was a state of Texas high school All-State athlete three years in a row. And if you've ever been an athlete in high school and you've ever tried to go for that All-State jacket, you know how hard that is to do. And he did it not once, not twice, but thrice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome King Mo to the program. Mo, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just relaxing, man. You probably forgot you did all that stuff, didn't you? And there's a lot of stuff, man. Wrestling, you know, on the amateur level is is taxing, and there's so much stuff that goes on. Like I forgot a lot, but now you kind of freshened me up on some of the stuff I did. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're here to refresh your your memory. So, tell the folks that don't know. Uh, you and I are privy to this information from living here, but tell the folks that don't know. Um, I mean, when you look at amateur wrestlers that have made the leap into professional wrestling, everybody goes Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, you know, Bobby Lashley, um, you know, there, and there's been a few others, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, both college wrestlers. Bob Buck, Bob Buck, Bob Buck, and that's a Williams. Yeah, yeah, you know, both, both big-time college good. wrestlers. Tell the folks how hard it is and how competitive it is in the state of Oklahoma when it comes to amateur wrestling. State of Oklahoma, I think, I think has the best wrestling out of all states as far as pure wrestling. Little kids all the way up to high school. Um, there's a tournament at one point called the Geary, Oklahoma tournament. Don't have it anymore, but what they used to do is they have a term with all the state champions, all state places, and it wouldn't be seated. It would be a random draw. Wow. In the Oklahoma Open, you know, I come from Texas. I know if you're if you place at a tournament in Oklahoma, and you're from Texas, you're like a legend. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, Oklahoma, you know, got Oklahoma. because of wrestling, they don't play. I remember even with the parents, I'd be coaching little kids, and parents would want to fight because of bad calls and the police would get through the tournaments, and you got the Tulsa National Tournament, which is probably the hardest tournament in the world. Yes, the hardest tournament in the world, even above. The Olympics, Tulsa Nationals, especially at the little kids level, you'd have like seven to eight year olds wrestling in a hundred hundred man brackets. To oh, yeah. the best wrestler in the world at all those age groups, you know. I remember one time we had a kid there. He wrestled about 
I'm talking about 10 matches total to come back and take third. That's how big his bracket was. Wow. And that's over about a three- or four-day period, isn't it? Uh, that's a two-day period. Two-day period? Okay. Now, we're going to do something... We're going to do something different with you. I've interviewed a lot of people in my 16 years of doing this show, from Shawn Michaels to the janitor at the asylum. I've interviewed them all, almost all of them. Um, And I've always prepared for the interview and asked all the hard-hitting questions. Our fan base, when I told them that we were going to bring you on, they were so excited to have you that they hit the Facebook page in numbers and just started posting questions. So tonight, what I'm going to do is, normally I would just ask you what I think and what I want to know. I'm going to ask you what our fans have posted on our Facebook page and let you answer those. Does that sound like a, okay. a good idea? Cool. Yeah, All right. First question, and I'm not going to do these in any order, so we might go back and forth. Who would you like to work with in TNA at this time or upon your debut? Uh, right, I'm really, I really like uh, uh, Billy Ray, and uh, I wouldn't mind working with Gail Kim too. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you, as long as you leave Velvet Sky to me, you can have all the Gail Kim you want. She just got married though, so you may have a problem there. Now, I, you know, the thing is, I made Kim uh, in OBW, and you know, a long time ago. So, but I, I think you know, I watched the the uh, the you know, last Impact pay per view. And the match is pretty good, you know. That was a great, that was an entertaining pay per view. You know, and it was, we were talking about this last night. Bully Ray, you mentioned, has come so far since him and Devon split up as a tag team. You know that yeah. in the in the past, if somebody didn't watch the pay per view or going into the pay per view, I were to say Bully Ray and Austin Aries are going to have the match of the night. You'd have had me drug tested. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was, that's, that, no, hey, that was. A, Hey, that was one hell of a match. That was one hell of a match, though. Well, Aries had some heart, boy. <laughs> now, see, I kind of thought you might have it out for Austin Aries, but I probably, I, knowing TNA and their fan base, you'll probably debut as a good guy. Uh, you know, we'll see, you know. We'll see, you know. All through wrestling and, and even MMA, I've been kind of a bad guy, but for the heel. I don't know why, but. People look at me like that. So I guess well, we'll see. I'm, I'm open for anything, you know. I'm open for open for whatever Dickie and, and the rest of the staff, uh, you know, what they think. What's it like working with Dixie? I mean, the minute I met her, she was just an amazing woman. What, do you, what are your thoughts on Dixie? Cool as hell. Very, very smart. You know, I, I think that she's, uh, she's a very under, uh, underrated person. Like, people, I think everything she's doing is right on point. Um, she has a, a big vision. I think it's going to happen. I like what Eric Bischoff said in a recent interview about the the direction of the Impact program, where they've got it with their open fight night, where you can challenge anybody. That'd be pretty big for you. And then you know they've got other shows that have you know basically show show wide stipulations. And I think with the direction that he's got in mind, I think Impact, which has gotten a lot better over the last six months, is going to get even better as time goes by. Yeah, man. I, I, I feel like she's also a handed that she wants to do um, some Japanese style um, wrestling as well. And which is, it's so harder, you know. You take more bumps and uh, it's more more rugged, you know. Right. She's looking to do to get to that too. One of the questions here is: uh, 
how familiar are how familiar are you with TNA? I mean, do you know the roster pretty much up and down? Have you been watching it since before you signed your contract, or did you sign the contract and say I better brush up on the product? No, you know I, I watch it here and there. I, you know the thing is, as MMA start picking up, I didn't have a chance to really watch it as much. Even even like any type of wrestling, I didn't watch it. But I watch it here and there when I can. You know, right? At, at one point, at one point, I'm not gonna lie. At one point, I I watched it a lot when uh, they had my boy. Black Machismo on there, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that boy was oh, so yeah. funny, man. We, yeah. We, we, Machismo, we used to imitate, uh, Rick, uh, you know, Rick Flair and, uh, Macho Man. man. Yeah, I yeah, that, man, he, 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 yeah. That started out as a backstage segment. Just a deal yeah. between him and Kevin Nash <laughs> and some of the X Division guys, and then boom. <laughs> they had a house show here about a week after that started and it was already over so big that people had signs in the crowd and it had only been less than a week or two that that gimmick had started. Yeah, man. He, yeah, he's a, he's, uh, I know he's a, I think he's a, um, a ring of fire. Right? I mean, not ring of fire, but a, um, ring of honor. Show, uh, ring of honor. Yeah. Ring of honor. Ring of fire is an MMA show, but ring of honor. He's, he's a, he's a ring of, ring of honor right now. So, Let's see, what else do we have here from our listener base on the uh, SNS Radio Network Facebook page? We're with King Mo, uh, Bellator Fighting Championship, MMA fighter, and TNA wrestler. Just signed a new dual contract. And speaking of the dual contract, do you have, in your opinion, any added pressure on yourself with the double schedule after the deal with Lashley kind of started and fell through? Do you think that you got a little bit more pressure on you? No, because Lashley... Lashley, like you know, he wanted to focus more on his MMA career, so he so he he kind of got a guy wrestling. With me, I'm just you know I like it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna take it both serious, but there's no pressure. I'm mean, asking. I I I, I just gotta go out there and just have fun. Go out there and have fun and just learn, and that's what I can do. I think the thing with Lashley too, as I look back and try to remember his 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 MMA slash wrestling run, he didn't do a whole lot of MMA actual fighting during his TNA run. And then when he did start doing some out of TNA fighting, he lost a lot. <laughs> so it kind of lost its luster. You know, he kind of lost his image of being a dual sport badass because he was losing an MMA. Well, it's, yeah, it's just, uh, me and Bobby last year in reverse because I started off as an MMA fighter and, uh, went to um, pro wrestling and doing both. He started off as a pro wrestler and, uh, then went to MMA. Now with Brock, with Brock Lesnar's success of going from wrestling to MMA, and then you see Bobby Lashley's not so much success of being a wrestler going into MMA. Do you think you have it easier going from MMA to wrestling, or do you think it is the other way around? I think I, I, I don't think it's going to be easy at all. You know, um, I had WWE tryout, and I, I went to OBW years ago, and uh, I saw what they're doing, man, and, and, and you know. It's, it's it's people might be thinking it's easy, but I saw like uh, Nathan Jones, and I was like, the dude's terrible. And granted, I don't know what I'm doing, but I could tell who's good by the flow of the match and the story of the match. And he was out there hurting people. He was terrible, you know. And I saw Sky Too High the Worm. I met Gug come out there, John Morrison, and they were all out there looking smooth. So it's not that easy to um, to you know, to get over on the crowd, man. People think it's that easy, but it's really not that easy. That's why they have wrestling schools to attend. So you can improve and learn. Right. Um, speaking of MMA, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, question from a listener says, do you see Rampage Jackson signing with Bellator next year? And if he did, would you fight him? 
Uh, I don't see him sign with Bellator. I don't think he really wants to fight, but if he did, I'd fight him. But I wouldn't mind seeing him join, join uh, um, TNA with me. That'd be cool. We'd be tag team. We'd be like a, um, like a, you know, a new version of Harlem Heat or something. You there know, you go. Japan. There you go. I wouldn't mind seeing that either. I saw his last fight, and I wasn't. I, I, I'm nobody to say I wasn't impressed because he whipped my ass. I know that, but you know when you watch him fight, it was almost like you could tell there wasn't a whole lot of gas in the tank at his well, last I, I, fight. I think his heart, his heart ain't into it no more. You know. Yeah, and I guess if you're going to stand in there and take those shots, your heart better be into it. Yep. <laughs> you know, being knocked out ain't something that you want to do all the time. Nathan Jones, you bring him up. Well, whatever happened to that guy? Man, I watched him, and he just wasn't good. Man, he just couldn't cut it. It was terrible. <laughs> um, with that said, the the next question is, being a wrestling fan, you're obviously a huge wrestling fan from uh, definitely, I can tell you you're probably a fan from, from childhood. Uh, with some of the, the names that you mentioned. Um, with that being said, we know you're a wrestling fan. What was the key inspiration that led you to signing a deal with TNA? And had WWE offered you a deal, would you have gone to WWE over TNA? Uh, you know what? <clears throat> you know, um, the fact that um, TNA allowed me to fight, that was a big deal. And the fact that, you know, um, Dixie Carr gave me a call, Brooke Love gave me a call. I love you. Gave me a call. <laughs> and I was almost fainted. And then Hulk gave me a call. And then when the man, Sting, called me, damn near fainted, dog. Let me tell you something. When Sting called me, I called my brother, I called my mom. I was like, Mom. Was my brother, man. I was like, Sting done called me. I was like, Sting called me. I started crying, man. I, Sting. Does Sting. Finger splash. Stinger. That's the bad man. I grew up. I love Sting, man. Well, that, that 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 equals out you being an Oklahoma State guy, me being an OU guy, and the friction there in between just went away because we're both huge sting marks. So I will go ahead and give you props for that one. If you're gonna if you're gonna you know be a mark for anybody in the business, I'm proud to know that as you enter TNA, you're a sting mark just like myself. It was just like when Shawn Michaels, you know, we did the interview with Shawn Michaels last year. I, it was hard to not smile. And, and ask questions because I had, this was my guy. This is, this is HBK, you know, the best there is in the yeah. business, you know? And yeah, I, I like, I feel you, man. It, you know, like, like Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson, maybe the one man, you know, Hakeem after dream, my sister probably can't have me for the same, but Sting was, uh, man, Sting, I'm still amazed he called me, man. I'm still in shock. <laughs> did you, did you, uh, like, uh, save his number in your phone? Yeah, I saved it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it, dude. Sting? I don't care. I don't care if it's disconnected. I'll keep that number in my phone forever. Yeah, I, I've got a cell phone from back when we did a lot of TNA interviews. It was uh, hot and heavy when TNA first started out. And we were doing like three TNA stars at a show at one point. And, you know, then we started building up to the bigger names. You know, and I was getting, you know, Kazarian and. And, and you know, Chris Saban and and AJ Styles and Jeff Jarrett and I was like, okay, now I got a phone full of wrestlers' numbers. You know, now I got a Rolodex. And I'm keeping this damn thing. Yeah. I don't care if they ever change their number. At least I can say I had it at one point. 
I know exactly how that is. Yeah. Let's see here. Other question is, uh, what about titles? If you win a title in TNA, how will that work for Bellator? Will it have anything to do with it? I mean, or would you just be known as a TNA champion in, in Bellator fighting? Uh, I, yeah, I guess so. I'll be, you know, my goal is to win, have a belt and both. I'll be a one-man, a walking one-man tag team championship. You just have them all. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. You know, have a, you know, I'd be a one-man walking tag team. You know what I'm saying? So I just, you know, I carry both belts to the ring. Now I think this is an I think this is an obvious answer after talking to you for a little bit here, but you're going to try to balance both schedules. You're going to you're going to actually fight for Bellator and TNA at the same time. You're not going to take time off from one to fight the other. No, I'm going to do both at the same time. Now, if I should defend a title, then I might take a little more time off to work on title defense. But the same, like you know, for for um, Bellator, and I win that belt, but I might take like a, a few weeks here and there. But I might get take like months off to you know. No, no, no. I'll be doing both at the same time. Here's a good question. What's your opinion on the pro wrestling build for a match versus the MMA build to a fight and how similar they've become? And, you know, what are your thoughts What are your thoughts on the, the hype for a fight and the build-up for a wrestling match? Uh, what is the thing? All big-name fighters in MMA, you know, Follows this type of pro wrestling model. They follow the model, all of them. So you think about this. Other than G, uh, GSP, you know, is like um, Bret Hitman Hart. Because Bret Hitman Hart was he was he was he, good good execution, but he wasn't like that outgoing really. You know what I'm saying? Except here and there, but he had a country behind him. You know. Right. Then you had Shell Sonnen, you know, outgoing. You know what I'm saying? Joe Warren, outgoing. Ben Askren, the funky Ben Askren from, from Bellator, he's outgoing, but he's just, you know, some, it's just the guys that are outspoken and, and you know, show the personality, those are the guys that get a lot of hype. Even for you see them boxing, Floyd yeah. Mayweather, Ali did it. So the, the people that understand, understand wrestling understand that you have to sell a product. You have to win the crowd. Do you think it's going to be... For you, I, I know that a lot of MMA fans look down on pro wrestling. And what's ironic is most of those MMA fans came from the pro wrestling audience at one point, and now they've graduated to MMA, and they look down on the, the pro wrestling product. Um, do you think that's going to be an obstacle you have to overcome, or do you think with your personality and your charisma and the, the way they package your character – that you could come out and avoid all that. Well, I don't, I'm not going to say they graduated to to um, to, to uh, uh, MMA. It's like this, like you know. First of all, they can they you know, MMA pretty much copied pro wrestling in a sense. When you look at it, yeah, copied pro wrestling to a, to to a T. Especially you know, you got you got you got your the, the president speaks. And you got your athletes, and then you got your main event. It's like you know, it's just like it's just like, you know, it's pro, it's pro wrestling. You guys are punching and kicking each other in the head. That's it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and throwing elbows. Same thing with it's both it's both the same thing. Both the same thing. Except the, except one you know, one's always in the cage, and sometimes in the ring overseas. That's the only difference. Pro wrestling, you guys they take punches, take bumps. 
always it's, it's mainly in the ring. It's mainly in the, mainly in the ring, but once in a while in the cage. MMA is the exact opposite on that aspect, but as far as like the the, the build up and everything, it's the same. Well, you know, being a guy that's grown up a, a pro wrestling fan, I looked at, at MMA as it took a little bit away from boxing and with their ranking systems and stuff like that and the length between fights. And I look at pro wrestling and the implements that it has on the world of MMA. And, uh, you know, to quote Rodney King, I don't know why we can't all just get along, but, you know, the MMA fans hate wrestling and there's a lot of wrestling fans that hate the guys that, that, that watch MMA. And if it has to be that way, it has to be. But at least we're now starting to get guys like yourself, you know, and Brock Lesnar and, and Bobby Lashley and some of these others that have, you know, crossed over and, 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 and had some success and, and been able to do both. So I welcome you into our world with open arms, my friend. I appreciate it. And let those, those fans know um, about, again, about 95% of MMA fans or MMA fighters, the fighters are wrestling fans. You know, my boy Rashad Evans can do a mean Macho Man Randy Savage. As a matter of fact, the <laughs> couldn't do it, but he wouldn't do it. I was like, dude, man, but he wouldn't do it. Um, you know, you got um, Tom Waller came out with the Hulk Hogan thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, some people, you know, some people don't show it because they're afraid what the crowd would say, but when it comes down, most fighters were pro wrestling fans and right. still are. And the and the MMA fans of MMA don't know that. That's what's ironic is that they're down on wrestling, but the guys that they're cheering and the guys that they're, you know, spending their money to see on those pay per views are as big a wrestling fans as the wrestling fans. So well, look at this. When when Brock came, Brock Brock was the biggest draw. He he cut promos. Chel Sonnen is the hottest thing in, in MMA right now because his promos. He actually stole superstar Billy Graham's promo and quoted some of the stuff word for word, you know, and people don't know that. So they think they, oh, Charles the genius, look what he said, but no, that was superstar Billy Graham, not Chael Simon. But Chael right. Simon is smart because Simon knows, he knows himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Um, a few more questions here. What is this, uh, a little birdie tells me about you uh, simulating pro wrestling matches um, with uh, I, I'm gonna butcher his name, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> that'd be our warm up. I remember those guy before practice. Sometimes we just do pro wrestling matches. <laughs> I, I <laughs> heard you try. You know, we try our best. I heard yeah. you took. I heard you took the role of Hulk Hogan. I took the role of Hulk Hogan. Got hit with the stunner. <laughs> I sold it, man. It looked so good. Hey, like you know, one time we did Sting. One time I I busted with the Great Muda. Uh-oh. I put like some um, some Gatorade, some orange Gatorade in my mouth, and he was beating me up. And I sprayed the sprayed the mist in his face and pinned him. <laughs> <laughs> so I gather from talking to you, and this is the first time we've spoken, but I gather from talking to you, you're an old school wrestling fan. From the names that you brought that you brought up, what is if you had to put your finger on your wrestling era, what was your favorite wrestling era and territory? Oh uh, man, wrestling era had been like uh, I, I was I mean, we'll talk WCW fan more, first and foremost, and uh, era from the eighties to the to the late nineties WCW. I saw WCW a lot more. Even, even was, I mean, 
at the point of NWA before I turned WCW, I remember as a little kid, I used to see uh, a Ric Flair cut them promos, man, with the shades, oh, custom yeah. made. You know what I'm saying? Ric Flair was, you know, he, he, I'm a, I remember him, Lex Luger, you know, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, man, hey, that's my dog, man. I used to love Dusty Rhodes, too. What's going to happen when you walk backstage in the TNA and you run into Ric Flair? Oh, no, I'm like, thanks. You know, cause, you know, I, I, it's just, it's just a, you know, like really just seeing those guys, like, face to face, like, man, I'm going up, watching these guys, Sting, Nik- Nikita Koloff, oh my goodness, the Russian Sting was a beast, Barry Windham, you know, I, man, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy, man. Doom, I remember Doom. I remember all those, you know, the little tag teams and, yeah, it's just you know, just just going back. It, it, those are the wrestling, like you know, back good times in my childhood. So, when are you physically going to be able to start participating? Coming off of your knee surgery. Well, um, I, I think I got. I'm not sure yet. You know, I'm, I'm moving along pretty good. You know, um, I'm not gonna rush it, but uh, right now I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about what we have to, and uh, we're gonna devise a plan because I'm moving. I'm moving. Pretty fast, but you know, I might just slow down a little bit because I don't want to just like jump in. Because like, last time I had surgery, I was up back within four months, not fighting. Right. I was good, but uh, you know, if I could take you know four and a half months or whatever, I don't know, like maybe like two or three months, I might be back. back now, with that being said, with 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 you taking some time off to actually get healed up this time, you're saying four to six. Are they going to bring you out on TV and let you start talking while you rehab, or are they going to wait till you're completely healthy? Do you know? Well, it, it, you know, um, I don't, I don't know yet. You know, I have to go to OBW, and I still got work there because mm. talking to the audience like that is, you know, just don't come, don't come easy. Because you know, you see, I remember Bobby Lashley, like you know, you really ever saw him talk because he really couldn't talk good. You know, right, right. You have guys, you know. You have guys that can cook good promo. AJ Styles is good. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's good. You know what I'm saying? He's real good. He's damn good for really oh, good. Yeah. It's impressive. You know, and even Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, you know, all these guys. You know, so it takes some time to, to work on that class. Well, I don't think you're going to have a problem with your speaking. I think you're going to be okay there. Just pull back, pull back on your heroes. Just think of your heroes, man. Cut the promo like your heroes back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, man, that's a hard thing to do, man. The imitate Ric Flair because he was, you know, or even Sting. I remember Sting used to have me so hyped up when he used to that. You, oh, remember that back in the day? I yeah. That. But now I remember all that, man. Like Sting, man, was a man. That dude right there, Sting was a beast, man. What do you well, think? My, of, my, my, my what do you think? What do you think of Crazy Sting? You know what, Sting? No, I like Sting. I like the older Sting with the with the uh, the uh, the blonde hair a little better. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I was a big fan of Sting growing up. As a matter of fact, I was such a big fan of Sting's, and I've told this on the show once or twice that I asked my dad if I could get my hair cut like Sting, and he goes, "Yeah, whatever." Well, well you know. So I went and got the blonde flat top with the rat tail, and he was like. He was like, what is that? I was like, that's the haircut I wanted. He was like, oh, my God. Man, that's crazy. 
All right, let's see here. What else do I have, Brian? Do you, do you know who you're going to be training with to get ready for your TNA debut? Yeah, I'll be at OBW with Al Snow and uh, um, Killer Killer Marie, some of the people out there at OBW. So the guys that they actually use on the gut check, Bruce Pritchard being the executive vice president of talent relations for TNA, and Al Snow, they really do have a, a, a good hand in the up-and-coming talent from OVW. Yeah, yeah, they do. Maybe we'll see you. Well, I don't see you coming in on a gut check. I see you making a big splash. So the gut check is for guys that might not make it. Well, yeah, we'll see. I'm hopeful. Hopefully, I don't make it kind of good. I'm not a good check, but you know, I'm, I want to make a big splash. But you know what? I got paid these dues, and that's what I'm going to do. Well, when you do debut, one of the listeners had asked, are you going to have your sponsor's logos on your trunks like you, like Brock Lesnar does? Or are you going to have a completely different set of you know ring gear for Bellator than you have for TNA? It's going to be the same. I'm going to come out with the um, robe, you know, crown. I'm pretty sure they're going to have me. That's, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm going to be King Mo, so I'm probably going to you know, MMA lead. I'm not going to have... With me, if you watch me fight, I don't have like crazy sponsors on me anyway. You know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm endorsed by MMA Elite, so that's why I'll be wearing MMA Elite. Nice. I like MMA Elite. I got some of their T-shirts. That's <laughs> good. That's good. So, uh, and, and I never thought to ask this at the whole thing, but where did you get the name King Mo? Oh man, I got the King King Mo name from my um my brother. I'm a brother, not my real brother, but I consider my real brother. It's me, Ron, then Cammy. And uh, he told me, like, you know, when I, when I used to go wrestling overseas in Iran, Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, parts of Russia, you know, Turkey, I, I you know, I controlled the crowd, I rocked the crowd. He's like, Mo, you're the king of the crowd. I'm going to call you King Mo. And I was like, I go by King Mo. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, not, not in wrestling, but I got it tattooed on me. And then when I came to fighting, I was like, yeah, well, I am the king of the crowd. So I'm going to be King Mo. And when I went to Japan, when I came out with uh, my wardrobe and the dancing, you know, that, I was King Mo. Well, that's, that's, that's how it's been. Yep. All right, man. Well, it's been good talking to you. I want to wish you the best of luck in both Bellator Fighting Championships and TNA Wrestling and a speedy recovery on your knee surgery. Hopefully you get back to 100% soon. And being a TNA diehard and a TNA homer, I am looking forward to your TNA debut, man. I can't wait. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, so here's the hard part. We're going to get you to cut a promo. It's basically just a liner. It's just a liner where you say, hey, this is King Mo, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live. You're probably going to want to write this down. Everybody else does. You're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS radio network, and whatever you want to say, feel free to say like if you have a catchphrase that you want to work in there yeah. or whatever. Hey, on the SNS network. Yep. And Wrestling News Live. Yep. So King Mo, listen to the Wrestling News Live on the SNS network. All right. Whenever you're ready. This is King Mo. You're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS network. And all the boys out there in TNA, I'm coming for you. Rude, lay that belt down because it's mine. Perfect. <coughs> Perfect. Man, I enjoyed talking with you. All right, thanks, bro. Well, uh, when you debut, we'll bring you back on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have him back on. So, 
we'll have you on as many times as you want to come on, brother. All right, no problem, man. <laughs> I'm cool with that. All right, man. Be good. Take care. All right, man. Take it easy, bro. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. King Mo with a little Wrestling News Live Extra. We tried to get him on the show last night, but he was a little bit busy uh, having a meeting with the powers that be there at TNA. I'm glad we were able to uh, reschedule. And like I said, I asked all the questions from the uh, Facebook page that I could and several others. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully we get to do more of these. I had a great time. So thanks to King Mo, thanks to TNA, Dixie Carter, Bellator Fighting Championships, and everybody, Rick, for scheduling the interview, and Brass Eye for making it all happen for you on the, the uh, producer side of things. I am the Trey Dog for Wrestling News Live. Take care, everybody. Live is not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network.